It is zero hour thirty universal time, and here is the news in special English. Protesters in Iran have raided two British diplomatic centers in Tehran. They are angry about Britain's new economic restrictions against Iran. The sanctions were put in place to punish Iran for its suspected nuclear weapons program. Iranian demonstrators threw stones, broke windows, and took down the British flag at the British embassy on Tuesday. Some protesters shouted, "Death to Britain!" Iranian media reported that Iranian police have rescued six embassy workers at a diplomatic center in northern Tehran. The buildings are used by the embassy to house students and British workers. Some protesters are still inside the center. Egyptians have finished the first series of voting in parliamentary elections. The elections are the first since the ouster of former President Hosni Mubarak in February. The country's temporary military leaders say the first series of voting was a success. They say no major problems were reported, as millions of people voted. World leaders, including UN Chief Ban Ki Moon, have expressed praise for the voting. But the chief of Egypt's National Human Rights Council said. The voting process is confusing. Hazem Munir says the confusion is caused by weak election laws and the lack of independent election officials. The election will end in March. Syria says it is considering ways to deal with restrictions placed on it by the Arab League. On Sunday, the Arab League restricted Syrian money and property, and banned travel by Syrian officials. The country's information minister told reporters Tuesday that Syria can support itself, and has stored food and other supplies. Separately, pressure on Syria. To end its attacks on anti-government protesters, continues from world powers. But activists say violence in the country continues. The Syrian Observatory for Human Rights told VOA on Tuesday that Syrian forces publicly executed 22 activists in a town near Damascus. They say 600 people have been arrested. The opposition group says the town of Rankus had been under attack since Sunday, when security forces and tanks entered the area. Afghan President Hamid Karzai is urging Pakistan to attend next week's international meeting on the future of his country. Mr. Karzai spoke to Pakistani Prime Minister Yusuf Reza Gilani 
by telephone. He asked the Pakistani government to attend the planned conference in Bonn, Germany, on Monday. Earlier Tuesday, Pakistani officials announced that they would boycott the conference. They are angry about NATO airstrikes that killed 24 Pakistani soldiers last Saturday in a border area near Afghanistan. The Obama administration is also urging Pakistan to attend the meeting. It calls the talks in Germany very important to the future of Afghanistan, and says Pakistan will have a major part in Afghanistan's future. You are listening to the news in VOA Special English. European finance ministers seem ready to negotiate a way for countries that use the euro to give up control of their spending. The ministers met in Brussels to try to solve the debt crisis and save the euro as the common money. The plan being considered would set up a central power, most likely a group of financially secure countries, to control spending. These countries, including Germany and France, could also guarantee each other's debts. But that might further push countries with huge debt away from the rest of the Eurozone. Separately, the finance ministers decided to release $11 billion to Greece to help the country pay its debts. A high-speed passenger ship that would connect China to Taiwan is ready for its first trip. Chinese official television showed pictures of the new ship, called Haisha. It said the ship will make its first trip Wednesday with 500 passengers. The ship will go from Pingtan City in East China's Fujian province to Taichung in Taiwan. Tickets will cost from less than $100 to almost $200. Taiwanese businessman Jia Xiaocheng said the opening of the speedy route will improve trade across the Taiwan Strait. The Indian government failed Tuesday to win support for legal changes that would permit foreign companies to do business in the country. Lawmakers from all parties ended their meeting without reaching a deal. That forced India's parliament to stop work as protests against the reform continued. Last week, the Indian cabinet approved a measure allowing international firms to own a part or all of some companies in India. The country's main opposition says the change will destroy small businesses. But Prime Minister Manmohan Singh said Tuesday, the reform will bring down food costs and create jobs. 
former Ivory Coast president, Laurent Gbagbo, is on his way to the Netherlands. He left after the International Criminal Court handed down a document for his arrest. The warrant was given to Mr. Bagbo earlier Tuesday. He had been under house arrest after being ousted by international forces seven months ago. Mr. Bagbo's spokespeople in Ivory Coast confirmed Tuesday that the former president had left the country. The International Court is investigating the killings, rapes, and other abuses that happened after the last election in Ivory Coast. The violence started after Mr. Bagbo refused to give up power. A judge in Los Angeles has sentenced Michael Jackson's doctor to four years in prison, but Dr. Conrad Murray could serve just half his sentence because of overcrowding in California jails. Murray was convicted earlier this month for Michael Jackson's death. And now, here again is the major news. Protesters in Iran have raided two British diplomatic centers in Tehran. Egyptians have finished the first series of voting in parliamentary elections. And European finance ministers seem ready to find a way for countries that use the euro to give up control of their spending. And that's the news in VOA Special English, coming your way from Washington.